All right, we are back on the Big Blue Report featuring that man right there, the two-time Super Bowl champion and defensive captain of the New York Football Giants, Jonathan Casillas. We have Professor Big Daddy D, Ryan Darlington, and let's get into it. The Giants fell to Philadelphia. Oh, sorry, that was that was a couple months ago. Never mind. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we've been. It's been a while since we've been on. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's like an old shoe, though, or it's like or it's like riding a bike. It just feels good when you get back to do it. So, guys. I can't believe the news. It's been it's been a crazy couple days. Can you believe the Cowboys tagged uh, Pollard? Oh, that's not the news we're going to discuss. The start off. That's with. not the one we're talking about. That's a different show. Different that's a show. different. That's a Cowboys show. That's down in the uh, South America, uh, right. South the South of America over there. And listen, guys, Daniel Jones, four years, one hundred sixty million. Saquon Barkley gets the tag, and we found out today as well that the Giants have already started talking to Dexter Lawrence's people. About getting a, a long term done, long term deal done here. Um, I, we all three of us have lots of thoughts on this. And JC, we're going to go to you first. Daniel Jones, four years, one sixty, and the salary is sort of fixed in a different way to help give the Giants a little bit of a relief. Yeah, honestly, I, I love the way they did it. You know, um, I, uh, you know, I'm still learning how the salary cap works, uh, and 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 the, the franchise tag. And from what I've learned, basically the last couple of weeks, over listening to Joe, listening to Joe Shane, uh, listening to uh, Lance Meadow and uh, uh, Schmelke, listen to them to those guys talking, you know, uh, uh, the you know all the ESPN analysts and stuff like that. From what I got from from where the giant, what the Giants move that they made, and securing his, I guess, long term deal, uh, three basically four year deal with with uh, Daniel Jones. That it, it 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 basically frees up a little bit of space, uh, instead of putting that thirty two uh, thirty two million dollar cap hit this year, uh, with it would have been the franchise tag on Daniel Jones, which would have hit thirty two million dollars for the salary cap this year. Yeah, and what they're able to do because you you I guess you kind of prorate it with the signing bonus, and you can kick it basically yep. down the road, and the cap hit it is. Is like thirteen or fourteen million dollars less than that, yep. and then that gave them the ability to go ahead and franchise Saquon, which is, you know, I think the odd man now in terms of the happiness scale is Saquon, but it definitely gives them time to figure out a deal yep. before July, and then also if they can get that deal with Saquon, now that opens up doors for Dexter Lawrence, and they talked about Joe Shane talked about Xavier McKinney, they're talking about in-house guys. And look, that's what we all wanted here. We all wanted the Giants to sign the Giants. We wanted, we wanted, we wanted Daniel Jones. We wanted Saquon. You know, they got to figure out what they're doing with Julian Love. Got they got him like because as of right now, the Giants have the leverage in terms of you know the number figure. Saquon probably had it before the franchise uh, 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 period came to an end, and they decided not to do it. Or excuse me, they squared a deal away with Daniel Jones. Slap that uh, you know, franchise tag on Saquon. Now Saquon is kind of on the short end of the stick. And it's like, hey, you want to play for 10 mil? Or do you want to play for that 12 and a half that we was offering you back in, you know, October, whenever they was offering him? You know, so Saquon is probably not the happiest guy right now. He's probably the only person that's not happy in Giants Nation. But if he can get a deal done, that can give him maybe 15 to 20 million dollars up front and get that deal done and have that security. Because at the end of the day, fellas, NFL players all week, once you start understanding how the game works, you understanding that your your time is not long in the NFL. 
fail. You understand what it really means. You mm -hmm. really want security. And in a $10 million contract, it's amazing. It's amazing. $10 million guaranteed is amazing. But when you know you can make 20 to 50, 20 to $30 million fully guaranteed, basically, if you were to hit the free agency, which possibility he could have made something like that, that's when it, you know, you start figuring out like, man, you know, you're being comfortable with the deal and sitting out. You know what I mean? Like these are all things that could happen, which nobody wants. But at the same time, you got to be able to understand kind of the mindset of Saquon. He the best one of the best running backs in the league, and he's making seven and eight million dollars less than the so-called highest paid running back in the league. He already said he didn't want to break the scale, though, right? He he already said he didn't want to set the table, and so really, what he's I, I think reasonably, and and I I just read a report that they turned down right before the franchise tag, they turned down something like thirteen uh, million that was offered. Uh, I think they're probably going to end up somewhere around that fifteen mark, um, and honestly, it's it's a it's a short term, long term thing uh because he may get he if if we're able to sign him instead of just like making him play on the franchise tag smart enough to back uh with daniel jones because he knows he needs space right now shane knows he needs a little bit more room or as much room as he can get anyway and so it i think it behooves saquon i think shane's position going in here is that it behooves saquon to sign up for a two three probably not four, but maybe like a three-year deal, even it out to 15 mil a year, something like that. But the cap hit this year is not going to be the 10 million that it's at right now, right? Because if he plays on the franchise tag, the whole 10.1 or whatever it is hits this year. Shane doesn't want that. You, you start to see, you started talking about the fact that we're, we're lining up the giants. We're lining up our internal guys and with every contract. So now the dominoes start to fall, right? So you've signed up Daniel, you know what the cap hit is, this year for him you know that you're getting a certain amount back from kg's release so you can have that come in we can start now having the conversations with saquon and figure out his contract between now and july so that number falls into place then we're starting talking to dexter lawrence's folks we'll probably start talking with um leonard williams folks right see if we can restructure his deal and all of those things now that we've got daniel signed up i think all of those things start to fall into place um and and he is able to kind of work his magic with whatever we're going to have left, right? Um, I, you know, we need a certain amount of money to sign our draft class, right? We need a certain amount of money to um, to potentially retain Julian Love, to, you know, potentially sign up Xavier McKinney long-term, you know, things like that. You need a certain but amount of money to take care of your broadcasting. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I that's right. I... <laughs> right. Some of it's got to come <laughs> yeah. our way. Right? Yeah, you, you, know, you have to take um, care of JC and, and Lance Meadow. Get them back on contract for next year too. There's there's only so much money to go around. <laughs> right. Well, but and, and to your point, that's exactly right. Right. And so you know, we we know that there's a certain amount that 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 can go around. Uh, we're going to get some back from Leonard. We're going to get some back from KG. We might have to restructure some additional deals. Uh, we're going to have enough for our draft class. We already know how much that's going to be. I don't know how much dead cap we're 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 taking into this year, and if that comes off of the what is it the 20 something that are left over um that's left over after the daniel deal uh but you know that's it's not a small amount of money and shane can be smart enough to backload some of these deals and, and have enough to play with so that we can actually i think they're looking uh, clearly obviously they need to be this is what they're paid to do they're looking to build for a further playoff run we want to go deeper into the playoffs so, I mean, if we can set that up, we can, can, we can, we can set our core guys, the three or four core guys, right. See what we can do with the rest. 
right? Um, and then draft as we need to. And that way we're, we're drafting for, uh, we're drafting best players and not for yep. positions. Yep. yep. And, and I just wanted to throw my two cents here up until when I, like when I heard that deal and this even before the deal was announced, my biggest thing was I didn't want the majority of that cap number being mm-hmm. taken up by Daniel's contract. That was my big. That was my biggest thing because look, you need to fix the interior part of the offensive line. Evan Neal and Andrew Thomas have done a great job. Evan Neal's only going to get better. Andrew Thomas has blossomed into um, a great asset for the offensive line. One of the best in the league. One of the best in the league, exactly. And you need to shore up and fix some things on the defense. There's certain part, certain parts of the defense you need to upgrade. You need to restructure uh, Leonard's deal, and or might have to part ways. Whichever one's going to be. You have to do so. There's things that had to get done. So my biggest thing was, hey, if the number that Daniel wanted was so unreasonable, and you weren't going to be able to get there in a way where it was going to work for everybody, then my suggestion was to originally let him walk, tag Barkley, and take the rest of the money and sure up the rest of the team, so you then can be a quarterback away. And JC and I have argued so much in the past about how important the quarterback position has to be the most stable position on the field, um, and 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 so. The fact that they were able to make this deal and be able to sort of set it up where it wasn't affecting this year's cap, it gives me a little bit more faith in what Joe Shane is trying to do because the interior part of that offensive line is so very, very important. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that's and that's been the Achilles heel uh, since since 2013. Mm-hmm. Since Eli has been here, has been that offensive line and that interior part, making sure now that we have the right side and the left side taken care of, got to fix that middle part. And you can yeah. do that through the draft. Right? Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I agree. And I, I, and I think they start in-house first. You yeah. got to figure out what they're going to do with Feliciano and Nick yeah. Gates. Yeah. You know, I love both of those guys, you know, but like you said, there's some good some good interior linemen coming out in the draft. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you don't need five linemen. You need about 10 of them, mm-hmm. you know, especially in training camp. You need about, about 13 in training camp. And then you let, you know, the strong will survive. And then you'll see, you know, who can get through training camp. Who's your guys through training camp? And hopefully – you know, knock on wood, hopefully you, you got a lot of these guys like Azudu and all of these guys yeah, that the, the Giants it. drafted. Yeah. The Giants has had the most ACL tears in the last two years than any team in the NFL. It, I think it's like the number's like 11 or something like yeah, that. And the next closest team is like six or seven. That's insane. That's mm-hmm. almost double the next closest. So with that being said, the Giants are doing, I think, first of all, Joe Shane, and we talked about this the Giants did their thing during the season. I'm talking about the players in Dayball. They did their thing during the season. Uh, during the season, uh, uh, Kafka called the great, great offensive games. Uh, Wink Martindale called great defensive games. All the players came to play. Right, the guys that were healthy came to play. Now Joe Shane is showing that. Oh yeah, Joe Shane is just as valuable as Daniel Jones. Just mm-hmm. as valuable as Saquon Barkley. Just as valuable as Dexter Lawrence. Joe Shane is showing that he's just as valuable as Brian Dayball. Yeah. And and sure. that is a great sign for sure for the future of this franchise. Because when you think about a franchise moving forward, yes, it has to do with the players. Yes, it has to do with the coaching. But you got to have the people that's buying the groceries, mm-hmm. right? To before the, you know, the chef, the, the chef is Dayball, right? And and you got all these sous chefs and, and Saquon and all these guys. Check, 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 check. Now you got the guy buying the groceries. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's figuring out the budget and what you need to get these groceries. He's figuring out, okay, we these things work for us. Let's keep these guys in-house. Let's get these guys hot happy. 
use that franchise tag that all the teams didn't use mm -hmm. this year, which I, I thought it would be a little bit more teams use a franchise yeah. tag, but I'm looking at the tag numbers now. It's not it's not even that many. So I think it's less than 10 people. And and the Giants did it at that position that is that controversial running back position, right? And it gives them it gives the Giants leverage now in terms of Saquon versus the New York Giants in terms of business versus business and yeah. who's gonna win this business battle. And listening to Joe Shane talk about the um the the, the um the Jones deal, he looked very happy about yeah. the deal that he got him because he was able to kick money down the road, mm -hmm. secure your number one guy. Yep. He look, he said it. He kept on saying it over and over again. We had to get the Daniel Jones deal done. Yep. He was at the combine. He came straight and he had to talk to athletes first. That's the first thing they did. And they've been talking ever since, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they mm -hmm. didn't leave the room until they finished talking. You know, I think they got a little nap at nighttime <laughs> and they came back again to iron out that deal. But yeah. that's the priority. The Giants and Joe Shane, they're showing you the priority was to sign Daniel Jones. It wasn't to franchise tag him. It wasn't to, you know, have him walk. Definitely wasn't have him walk. Get, yeah. get this guy signed and let's figure out a number that works for everybody. We can, number one, we can get our running back figured out. Because yep. the running back being one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. Let's figure this out. That franchise tag, uh, that, that deadline was looming on everybody's head. But it wasn't for Daniel Jones. It was for Saquon. Yeah, you know, right. and, and then now yeah. they was able to do that. And now that gave them a little bit of breathing room to go ahead and negotiate with Saquon to get him signed to a long-term deal and yeah. have him be a giant for life. Because we Let's, don't want we don't want Saquon. Because you know who's gonna get him. For sure. The commanders. Mm -hmm. Somebody's gonna get him in a division. You bet. We'd be <laughs> we seeing that dude that. twice a year for the next five years. Want, yeah, I don't want I don't I you don't, don't want, want that. that, right? You don't so want that. This is this is what I'm this is what I'm kind of I just, excited about. I just literally just had this picture of Saquon walking around in a commander right. uniform and how miserable he would look in that Bro, commander. Uh, <laughs> He'd be like, I'm so let me tell you something. He, twice a year, if he goes in the division, twice a year, Saquon is gonna be <laughs> Oh my god. He, yeah. He's gonna turn up. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. So when Ooh. I was leaving the Giants, right? My last year with the Giants, fellas. I said the two teams I want to play for. Mind you, I was a I wasn't a young dad. My daughter was like four or five at the time. I'm always a young dad. I was, you know, late twenties. I was 30, 30 years old when I retired, basically. And and I was literally put. I put the dad hat on, and I kind of lost the football hat. Like it got lost somewhere, mm -hmm. and I got lost in being a dad. You know. So my thing was is, I want to play if I can do my tenth year because I played nine years and I was gonna do my tenth year. If I could play somewhere close, my ideal team would be the New York Jets. That would be the, the ideal team to play for because of proximity. I didn't care. I didn't care who I play for. Proximity so I can be a dad. Yeah. And I can go to my – I can drop my daughter for school. I can go to her games, go to her judos, her judo fights. I just wanted to be a dad while I was playing in the NFL because I, I didn't neglect it. But when, you, when you're focused in on, on you know – on something like football, yeah. something yeah, that you got to be fully dedicated into, you know, and I wasn't a dad before I was in the NFL. I was a dad while I was in the NFL. So as I was able to transition away from ball and got a little taste of what a real dad life was like, I was like, okay, I can't stop this life, even though I want to play at my 10th year. Yeah. So my second team was the Philadelphia Eagles. 
The Ooh. reason why, because I get Ooh. to play the Giants twice. That was the reason why I wanted to go to the Eagles. It had nothing to do with the Eagles whatsoever. Uh. It was the proximity that I can be, I can get to my daughter, and I can play the Giants twice. Mm. So there had there is something to that, especially when you feel like you're spited. When you, yep. especially when you feel like you've yep. been, you know, not taken advantage of, but maybe kicked. But you've been had. Yeah. Right, you've been had. Right, yeah. right, right. But For sure. do but you can tell me, JC, do players think about that? Like when they're mm-hmm. when they, they do think about that? Like like absolutely. I, I asked Landon Collins that at one point too. I'm like you know, when you were playing for Washington, did you think about it when you were playing the Giants? He's like, it was, he said it was always the first two games he always looked at on the calendar. First, yep, that's he's, it. He I mean, because at the end of the day, and you know, you take Landon, for example, uh, you know, Gettleman was here. Landon was a really good player. The Giants had a really bad year in 2017. You can't name a player on that roster that had a good year. You can't. Everybody had a bad year. Everybody. Like, collectively, the, the that's when, you know, it was the, the Hail Mary mm-hmm. in Green Bay in 2016. And that cursed the 2017. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I was playing. I still don't know what happened in 2017. <laughs> we were horrible. No one played well that season. Didn't come together. And then, and then, yeah, and then Landon got shipped out of town. He didn't get shipped out of town. They didn't do nothing with him. Right. They didn't do they anything let him with go. him. Yeah, he was begging they for a traded him. He they wanted to be something. here. Right, they didn't. They didn't do anything with him. And then uh, the Commanders, I guess they were the Redskins at the yes, time, or whatever the football yeah. team. I don't know. Whatever that Washington team name was back then, <laughs> <laughs> whatever they were called back then, um, they signed him and they made him the highest paid safety in the league. You know, mm-hmm. so like, look, the, to say Saquon don't have an opportunity to be the highest paid running back in the league is a foolish thing to say. That's a foolish thing to say. He definitely has the opportunity to get that because. There's teams out there that think they're one running, running back, back away, away from getting yeah. to the Super Bowl. Because I'm yeah. not going to say they're going to win it because the Super Bowl will go through Patrick Mahomes from here mm-hmm. on out until he gets injured or something happens with Andy Reid. I don't know, something. But You're Arrowhead, right, the AFC is definitely going to go through Arrowhead for sure. Every single year until that guy retires. That's I, for sure. I, I don't want to agree with you, but you're right. I don't want to agree with you. But, but in, in the yeah. NFC, as of right now, until Jalen Hurts stopped playing football at a high level, it might go through Philly too. The great thing about that is, is that the Giants get to see them. Sure. It, that's a good and a bad thing. You have the measuring stick in your division, and that's who you're drafting against. Yep. You're not looking – towards Tampa anymore. You're not looking for the dominant Saints to how they were in the late 2000s. You're not looking, you know, uh, at Seattle, how they were in early 2000s and late 2000s. Well, maybe San Fran, San Fran, I think is going to be a team that you could, but you got, you don't have to look further than 90 miles down 95. Yep. You got to draft to beat yeah. the freaking Eagles, fellas. That's right. That's, That's right. You're drafting. You but here's, Eagles. here's I feel the thing. dirty. Here, here, I feel dirty saying that, by the way. You know what? I, I don't know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I feel like, and and I may be completely wrong about this, but I feel like, yes, Jalen Hurts is amazing. He's going to be an amazing quarterback for a very long time in this league, but he's going to start losing his supporting cast. He's They can't keep a stack like that together forever. Oh, it's either right. going to become financially un- infeasible or and people are going to start retiring. I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of an aging it's an aging team because they're stacked with so many veterans because they got guys like Dominican Sue and uh, Fletcher Cox and you've got Kelsey. Linval Joseph yep, and yep, mm-hmm. you know you got all of those guys uh, that you know are are phenomenal but they're long in the tooth and they're not going to play forever. 
So I, I see them at a very high level now, but I see them getting worse before they get better. And what I see in our I giants, agree, I agree with that. I agree what with I see that. on our giants is that we are on the way up. We have retained our head coach. We have retained our offensive and defensive coordinators. We have just locked in our franchise quarterback. We are well on our way to locking in our franchise running back. We are now talking to our, our franchise defensive linemen, Man. right? We're restructuring deals. We're making things happen so that we are on the up, okay? And the other thing, so I hear a lot of people talking, and we're going to get into the contract stuff now. I know we're, we've all been kind of preparing for it. I hear a lot of people say $40 million is too much. I was one of those people, like last week. I was one of those people last week saying 40, 40, he's just not worth 40, you know, all of this kind of stuff. Right now, in my mind, I still believe he's not quite worth $40 million a year. However, I do believe that over the course of the next three or four years, he will be worth every penny of that $40 million a year that we are paying him, right? Because he is on the upswing. We are closer now, no. having him in play, we are closer to a deeper playoff run and a Super Bowl win than we are without him, right? So not we're not just paying for current stats for what he is right now. We're paying for what he's going to be after another year, two, three years in Dable's system. And guys, that, I mean, talent like that, if he can continue to grow the way he's been going, if the Dable and his coaching staff can continue to shape him the way that they've been, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to be crazy about it, but I mean, we're talking potential Super Bowl caliber. I, I have to I have to be the asshole. Okay. And I and I and I and, and <laughs> we're I used to that. Okay. I, I, I apologize now, but I JC, you can always correct me because you know you're you've been one of these people who signed these contracts before. Uh as I've never pl- signed a forty million dollar contract. <laughs> oh no, but I'm talking about I'm talking about I'm talking you think about you'd be living in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> If he signed I'll a forty million island in Brazil, I was about to say <laughs> called JC Island. I was about to say if JC signed a forty million dollar contract, we would never. He, it's almost like he'd be in the witness protection program. Nobody be right. able to We'd find JC. He'd be living nope. on an island with a with a bar. <laughs> when you put on the faucet, it'd be margaritas. That's what that's what that, that's uh, what that would be. Right. But you know, what I mean by that is meaning that you've been a player who signed a contract for for millions of dollars, and the the, the thing is, my big my big takeaway with contracts, and I felt this way with pro basketball, first is sometimes I try to figure out whether you're getting paid for the work that you've done, as and this the contract is the reward for that, and then some other sports, you're paying it because of what you're going to do. And I feel that this contract is a contract that is signed for what he is going to do in the future. We saw little glimpses of it through his first four years with the Giants. And to be honest with you, I thought the regime that came in Joshan, Dable, um, and even Mara at that point, when when everybody came in last January, by not picking up the fifth-year option, I felt at the time it was the right thing to do because you have to make him work for it. Now, throughout the year through on this podcast, I kept on saying all year long, it has to be the right dollar amount because otherwise, you know, up until yesterday, Ryan and I were on the phone and some other people I know who, I'm, who I trust their opinion with, we were sitting there saying, look, Daniel Jones is requesting $40 million. Are you taking Daniel Jones over this quarterback, this quarterback, this quarterback? Because these are the guys who are in that pay structure. And then someone else said to me, well, you have to use Kirk Cousins as the measuring stick because his contract is a bad contract where you can make that debate. 
on whether it's a good contract or bad contract, but that's the measuring stick at this point. And in my, in my eyes, I did not want that did not want to give Daniel Jones $40 million a year. And Ryan just put up a good point. Now they're going to bank on him improving in this system and hoping they'll get some wide receivers. And then he, they can start throwing the ball. Cause listen, $40 million a year for only 15 touchdowns for a season. That, that yeah. doesn't, that doesn't fly for me. I'm sorry. That's just the way I feel. But hopefully there's better things to come with that once he starts getting some more weapons to throw the ball to. He had a $20 million season. Yes. He had a $20, $20 $25 million season, I, I, but he's going to have $40 million season. Sorry, yeah, go ahead, JC. Lenar, you're right. Ron, Ron, you made some great points. Uh, you too, Randy. You know, and um, listen, I, it, it, when you, like for me, like when I was when I was going through my contract stuff and we were talking, they were only worried about the year prior and how much, yeah. how many snaps I played. And, you know, I was hurt and all that good stuff. Yeah. But when you sign your franchise quarterback, this is why I don't understand what they're doing with Lamar Jackson and over in Baltimore. I really don't understand <laughs> what they're doing over there. Yeah. You know, I don't understand what the league is doing. They're yeah. talking about teams talking about, they're not, you know, like, interested. Not interested. Like, what are we talking about yeah. here? That's neither here nor yeah. there. We How are you not interested in Lamar Jackson? Like, you know, because what he's done, he's worth $50 million a year, what he's done. But when you sign your franchise quarterback, it's not always about, like you said, what you've done. It's about what you're capable of doing, your potential. The because ceiling. when you're throwing, the, the guaranteed number is like $80 million. Yeah. So no matter what happens to Daniel Jones, he's getting paid $80 million. It don't have to be. It's not. It's probably not going to get the one sixty, but it's definitely going to be eighty. That's for sure. And we don't know how long he's going to last for. Daniel Jones might not last past this year, and I'm not. Hopefully, he does. Knock on wood, right? Knock on wood. But you, you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. The the thing is, when you get to these contracts, right? Both players and the teams, they both look for security. Yeah. That's what you look for. Yeah. And when you lock up a franchise quarterback who has the potential to lead your team deep into the playoffs because he's already done it to, you know, win one playoff game the first time the Giants won a playoff game in over 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. And shorthanded, banged up, yep. right? I'm talking about the, the team, not Daniel Jones. I'm talking about right. the team, shorthanded, mm -hmm. not even the number two receiver, Right, you know, for, for playing for you. Sorry, you Darius. Know, uh, no linebackers couldn't stop the run all year, right? Like there were so many different things that happened, and you watched a guy who people made fun of, you know, that they didn't resign his fifth year deal, or excuse me, sign his fifth year deal, uh, you know, falling down against the Eagles years ago. Like people made fun of Dan Jones. Yeah. And you watched this guy put the team on his back yeah. against some quality opponents and beat them. Play clean. And then Right, and then and then hang in the pocket, and then don't throw interceptions this year. He had the highest, uh, I guess, the most efficient touchdown to interception ratio with only 15 touchdowns. Yeah, right. He didn't even throw a lot. Yeah. That means he didn't throw a lot of interceptions. So for what the Giants wanted, he checked every box yep. that they wanted. With, so now they have the yeah. potential, like, hey, let's get some guys around them. First off, let's get them protected. Let's mm -hmm. get – they, they signed first thing they did was assign Isaiah Hodges. That was the first thing they did. We got a guy, he may not be our number one, but he can be a solid number two. Yep. Definitely a great number three, yep. solid number two. Mm -hmm. We could possibly number one. Let's let's get Daniel Jones signed. Let's get the, the next best player, if not the best player, the New York Giants, and Saquon Barkley signed. 
hearing Joe Shane talk, okay, we can we're gonna figure out Dexter Lawrence, we're gonna figure out Xavier McKinney. They're trying to shore up in-house guys, and I'm telling you right now, they're gonna make a play for somebody. I don't know who it's gonna be. It's gonna be a big time you know guy. What? I know they're gonna do it. You know, I what? think that's why they're doing this to make a play for a guy like a DeAndre Hopkins, there you somebody go. that's out there that's gonna come to this team and take off and just kill. I- I can look confirm how the that. Giants are set up right now. When you look outside, looking into the, you're like, man, they made it to the playoffs last year. Man, they they went on the road and, and beat the Minnesota Vikings, who was the number two seed overall, right? Like in the playoffs, like fourteen wow. three team. Yeah, you know I, what I'm let's... saying? Like, okay, they signed their quarterback. Okay, Daniel Jones looked great at times this year. Mm-hmm. Can run the football. Wow, they signed probably the best running back in the league. They got him for a year. This is a place that they want to go to. Dayball looks like he knows what he's doing. Yep. Wink Martindale, the proof is in the pudding with him, right? And now yep. Joe Shane is pulling the strings on the back end. He's making magic happen on the back end. Don't be surprised when he makes some magic and somebody magically <laughs> appears here that gets the Giants a playoff win and make it make make even the push. Because look, at the end of the day, I'm not even looking towards the playoffs. You got to beat Philly. You got to beat the Cowboys. Yep. Let's just yep. keep it real, fellas. Let's not think about. Uh, January. Let's right. worry about the regular season. Yeah, yeah. let's worry about September. Against the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. and the Philadelphia Eagles, the Giants are a better team than they were last year. Yeah, for sure. And, and not for nothing, but we're not I'm I'm convinced that we're not going to get our number 1 receiver through the draft, right? You can't take a guy out of college and make him a number 1 guy in the NFL right off the bat. Very rare. I, I would very very rare. I would rather use that draft capital tied up in some sort of trade for somebody that we know is a proven commodity. Let's yep. go. I'm t- there's guys out there, maybe not free agents, but right. there are guys on teams, like even Devontae. I know they just made a trade for him. I saw him in the Pro Bowl. Yep. I mean, I saw him uh, out there for Super Bowl. I don't think he want to stay without his quarterback. You know what I'm thinking, though? I got I to gotta believe that uh, they're not looking to pay huge money. And so I wonder if it's not going to be a guy like Devontae, if it's not going to be a guy like T. Higgins, or if it's not going to be those guys that are already established number one, I think they might be looking for somebody that they can make into an established number one. Allow Daniel Jones to make the guy a number one. Because that's going to cost you a lot less money. And you got you're not somebody gonna, in mind? You, you're not going to – I don't know. I don't know. That's, it, I, I'd have to look <laughs> – He knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Knows a guy. Listen, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't come to this podcast with knowledge. I come to it with bullshit and theories. So at the end of the day, that's where we're at. But I, I have the feeling that this is what they do. This is what the coaching staff does. They take guys off of the midden heap, and they make them into something amazing. Right. And so when you're dealing with a cap, we, we are going to be pretty tight on cap money. Once we get now that we've got Daniels blocked up, once we get Saquon's deal, we've still got a lot to go. We've got to talk yeah. to about Xavier McKinney. We've got to talk about Dexter Lawrence. We've got to talk about Julian Love. We've got to talk about all of those guys. There's still a lot of money that needs to be spent. So mm-hmm. we can't spend that kind of money. We can't take that kind of cap in a trade. So I'm wondering if it's going to be a guy that's just almost there. And we're going to take that guy. We're going to pluck him. We're going to pop him in, take him to the next level and have him be our number one. Well, well, I can confirm, uh, and I know this from the other side, that DeAndre Hopkins was a form of conversation with with the Giants. Mm. That was talked about, and I know that from the Arizona side, not coming from the Giants side. So I will – So here's, here's what I'll tell you about the receiver situation. This franchise has had a history 
if you look at the Plaxico Burrises of the world, being able to find a guy who is overlooked in a on a team like Pittsburgh to bring him over and be, make him the number one option. Uh, a lot of people remember Plaxico Burris in, in Pittsburgh, but not being the man there. He came here and became the man. Right. He wasn't the guy. Right. Yep. But then but then Eli went the opposite way. The second Super Bowl year, Hakeem Nix, Victor Cruz, Mario Manningham, those guys were Eli's guys. Those guys would not gotten those contracts without Eli Manning. So I, you know, I think there's a there's a point of of truth of what you're saying, Ryan. But I'm pretty sure right now on the team uh, out there that there's a, a a number two or number three wide receiver who probably has the skills of a number one receiver out there that you could probably steal and all of a sudden have that breakout year with us. Yeah. You know that Daniel can turn to. Listen, him. I heard I, Kenny Galladay's available. Uh, well, listen, I. I heard a, I heard a rumor, Ryan, that he only had one more touchdown than you did last season. So oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what you mean. two years, you mean? Yeah. Man. Um, I'm look, sorry. I, should, I, should, I, I wish nothing but the best for him. But, yeah, he can't play for the Giants no more, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you what, though. Saquon and Odell's kind of cool. And I know I said Odell not going to sign in, in New York. I, I know I said that. But sitting out a whole year. You know what I'm saying? Not playing for a whole year, it changes things. You know what I mean? Like, look, I think wherever Odell goes, he's going to be a great player. I think uh, the window is is slightly wider than it was last year. You think he still got the juice? No, no, not, no, no, not no, to no. be number one. No, not, not, not the juice that I saw when I was mm. playing on the same field as him. No, no, no. But he'd still be a quality receiver. Maybe yeah. not a number one. But he'll still be a great possession wide receiver because he still has amazing catch radius. Yeah. He can catch basically anything. He runs really good routes. Maybe he's not at that 99 speed in Madden. Maybe he's at 89 or 91. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not taking 70-yard slants to the crib anymore. Right. But he'll catch a post. He'll catch a yeah. dig. He'll catch a comeback. Yeah. He'll be a great possession receiver. And that's the thing. The Giants had nothing but those guys last right. year. Right. You know, Isaiah Isaiah Hodgins yeah. had a great catch, of course, in the playoffs. Mm. And then, you know, it was a, he had great moments, you know, but it wasn't too many slants to the crib. Slayton had a good play. I guess yeah. I think I was against the Texans. We made a couple guys miss and then he yeah. took one up the sideline. Yeah. But it, it, it it's not really like that, you know, for the Giants. And I think the Giants need a guy like that. Mm -hmm. But if they don't have a guy like that and he has several reliable receivers that he can rely on mm -hmm. not only on first and second down but when it comes down to third down and in the red zone that he can get the ball to certain guys and there he knows they're going to be there and it doesn't have to be one guy i like that a lot better you spoke about eli manning you named hakeem nicks uh, uh victor cruz steve smith yep. remember him like yeah. there were some reliable guys that ran great routes wasn't going to take the top off the coverage usually. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But they were reliable guys. Great catch radius. Put the ball in them. They're going to catch the ball. Make outstanding catches at times. Yep. And they don't – none of them were, like, tremendously great. Victor mm. Cruz had a really, really good year. One really of those good years. couple years, yeah. 1,200 receiving yards in the slot, kind of making guys miss, you mm -hmm. know. But, like, he wasn't a 1,600 receiving uh, season. He never right. had one of those. I don't know how many Giants receivers ever had one of those. You need yeah. a definitely need a strong receiver committee. Yep. I think you have two pieces already. I like this is Richie interesting. James. I like Richie James. I like Isaiah Hodgins. I didn't like neither one as a number one. <laughs> yeah, no. But I like them a lot because Richie James always got open. Yeah, and he cut the ball. 
Like he, yeah, he, yeah, he dude did not drop balls. No, he made every catch look, make it look like it was yeah. the most difficult catch in the now, whole entire he world. He fumbled a couple of times. <laughs> That's on special teams. Special teams doesn't count. Come on. <laughs> here's here's a question, and and JC, you have to you know take your friendship hat off on this one and put your business hat back on. Are you? I know they terminated his contract right after the season, but are you bringing Sterling Shepard back? Oh, I was going to ask about Darius Slate. This is a, this is a good conversation too. Go ahead. If if Sterling can take a team for a really really team friendly did maybe league men, absolutely. Because when you think about leadership on the Giants, yep. where is it coming from? Yep. Now, Saquon's a young leader, but mm-hmm. Shep has been through the fire, bro. Shep, Shep, Shep has did, been through the fire. Shep did not have to stay around the team last year after he, he went out with injury. He was there number every one single day in practice. In the league. Yeah. Not the Dallas Cowboys. It was Sterling Shepard. Yeah. <laughs> number one cheerleader <laughs> in the league. And I hung out with them after they, went, uh, after they beat the Colts to secure the playoff spot. Sterling was the main guy. Mm. He was the guy, and everybody was feeding off of him. You need a guy like that in the locker room. You I need just, a guy like that in the locker room. I just, I, it just I, feels okay. like I'm sorry. It just felt like they, they had to make a tough business decision with his contract because they restructured him going into this past. Season. I don't think it was a tough decision. I don't think it was a tough decision. I think it might maybe hurtful to mm-hmm. everybody else, but not to Joe Shane and Dayball. They didn't draft him. No. You're, you're, you know, they, they, they're they sitting back and watching him kind of go through this, you know, injury struggle basically throughout his whole career. You know, but at the end of the day, they know what he brings to the team. They've seen what he did for the team. They've seen that. And I think it would be advantageous to sign him. League men, he's no, he doesn't need the money anymore. At the end of the day, if he hit the market, there's no money out there for him. Yep. Right. If he signs with the New York Giants, it's a win-win, especially yep. at the league men. I don't know what that number is right now, but it won't be a big cap hit. It'd be like one point something, whatever that number is. And listen, he'll be happy here. He got his daughters here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he got his family here. Like he loves it here. He wants to be a part of the franchise. I've spoken to him plenty of times, and I'm pretty sure he'll take a very happy deal and then maybe have 500 receiving yards in a year. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be happy, yep. especially if he gets through healthy. Yeah, if it's because like so that's the, the catch though, right? That's and that's ACL is a two-year recovery, right? I mean, yeah. when you're talking about a guy that relies on speed, relies on that burst, right? Being able to make sharp cuts, hard cuts on on fields that maybe aren't that fantastic, right? Um, that's that's a tall order, and so I guess it, I mean for that, it's got to come down to what the doctors say as well, right? I mean, if yeah. If that's first no, things first. If that's first no things first. value there, whether you want to or not, whether it makes sense or not, whether it'd be great to have him in the locker room or not, that may make the deal. I mean, I, what I'm actually thinking about though is is Darius Slayton as well. When we're talking about do we do we think about bringing him back for depth, right? Not to be our number one guy, but also yeah. to, to kind of provide some additional uh, familiarity in the room, in the room, and to provide a little bit of depth. And Daniel Jones love him. Daniel Jones loves right. him. Daniel loves Jones him loves him, but the problem was he felt very, and I know this because he, you know, he 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 made it known, and then other conversations, but he felt very slighted about his contract yeah. situation going into last season. They yeah. they they held him off the field on the last couple of days of camp to work through his contract. So mm-hmm. and they and they cut his they cut his contract down, yeah. and he felt he, he he felt very he felt very slighted by it. If he's an honest man. Which I hope he is. He watched himself play this year. Mm-hmm. He didn't have that great of a year. He was yep. very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. He was the deep threat guy, but I, was he? 
You know what I mean? Right. Like he had so one, was, one long catch per game. He had, but, you, you know what I mean? Like, if, you know, he was supposed to be the, the you know, knock the top off the, right. the defense guy, yeah. you know, but he was very inconsistent. So I like Slayton a lot. I, I think he did great things, but the thing is, I don't really love none of the receivers. You know, yeah. I really don't, you know, I have an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. We started talking about uh, guys like Victor Cruz being an amazing slot guy. We talked about um, guys like Hakeem Nix, right? If you go way back to well-dressed Amani Toomer, uh, we started talking about guys that can kind of go up and get it and Plaxico, things like that. And I start looking at the receiving core that we had this year. And I see a slot guy that's speedy, that can catch the ball in Wandale Robinson. I see a big guy that can go uh, and, and be a possession receiver and run good routes and make good catches uh, underneath in Isaiah Hodgins, which kind of reminds me a little bit of Hakeem Nix, right? Um, you also have, uh, you have, like we were talking about, Darius Slayton is the Y in a four receiver set, right? But at the end of the day, when you, the one thing that we don't have is the Plaxico, the, the speedy guy, the tall guy that can go up and win uh, a one-on-one matchup or even a two-on-one matchup, right? They're talking about needing separate, needing guys that can separate right? Needing speedy dudes because Daniel can throw that ball. He can get the ball there. It's just a matter of, do we have somebody that can go up and catch it? So it will be interesting to see what kinds of pieces they can put in place, because I think we've got, I think we've got elements already there that can kind of resemble some of the more, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Successful receiving cores of the past. And and I also, I, I don't, you're, you're, you're right. You're listen, you're hundred percent correct. And, and look, the simple fact of the matter is this has been the conversation since midseason last year is what are they going to do with this receiver position? I love mm-hmm. Wendell Robinson. I think Wendell mm-hmm. Robinson is a great number two, number three receiver. But like you said, we need a number one. Guys, I have to bring up one point before we go, and it's not even that much giant related, but we will see him either way, no matter what happens during this offseason as an opponent. And I have to ask you both about Aaron Rodgers. He's either going to be in a Jets uniform or a Packers uniform. The Giants have both teams this year at home. So they're seeing Aaron Rodgers no matter what. JC, you've shared a field with Aaron Rodgers. You know what type of competitor he is. How awkward would it be to see him in a Jets uniform? (laughs) I'll tell you what, I might go to one of those games, man. (laughs) Then listen. He is um he's outstanding. Four four MVPs, you know, um the quickest release I've probably ever seen out of any quarterback ever. Uh, uh dynamic outside the pocket. You know, his Hail Marys are legendary, you know. I've never beat the guy. You know, I think I played him five times in my career. I never beat him. Um, you know, and you know, he's he's coming, you know, his his career is, you know, the lights at the end of the tunnel. You can you can see that. Um, you know, Tom Brady was kind of the last of the the OGs. I think Stafford, you could throw Stafford in there too. Uh I don't know if Matt Ryan's on a roster right now, but you know, those guys are like, you know, they they start they start twinkling off, you know what I'm saying? They start dwindling off in their play. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is is doing that quite yet. I think he still has a lot of juice left in the tank, you know. So for me, I, I would love to first of all, I would love the Giants to beat. Freaking Aaron Rodgers! I would love for that to happen again, again, you know, again. I, I, I think he's an absolute legend, you know. And and when it comes to Green Bay, uh, one of my guys at uh, physical therapy is a huge Green Bay fan, a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. And I told him, I said straight up, the Green Bay Packers have to be the most underachieving team, mm-hmm. probably in the history of sports. 
Because at the end of the day, you had a quarterback that won four MVPs and mm-hmm. only got to one Super Bowl and then won it. That's it. Yep. They only got there one time, guys, in 15 years. Yeah. And yeah. and that's in the and NFC. The NFC hasn't been that great. Like the NFC consistently, like there wasn't Tom Brady in the NFC. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, until the last few years. Yes. Right, sure. The last few years. But right. And prior for the for first 12 years of his career, you know, not to say he didn't play, you know, good opponents. He did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Cardinals were good. The Cowboys were good. Uh, even the Giants. The Giants, you know, were good, you know? And he definitely had some teams, but he's won four MVPs, yeah. you know? And that's regular season MVPs. For some reason, I don't know what happens to him in the in the, in the, excuse me, the Green Bay in the, in the playoffs, but they don't figure it out. And look, I don't want him to win because that, that means the Giants are not going to win. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, I think the Packers franchise is an amazing franchise. You know, but there has to be one of the most underachieving franchises given the quarterback that they had for the last 15 years. So it's crazy, though, because as good as he is, if he doesn't have all-star receivers, he doesn't scare me. Well, I know. Right? We, we, we saw that when, when the Giants played him, right? I mean, he, we were able to come out with a win because it was just an underwhelming performance. If he doesn't have really good people to throw the ball to, he can't do it all himself. He can't run the ball as well, right? So I don't know. I mean, it would be very interesting to see what kind of weapons they're able to put around him if he goes to the Jets. Um, there's well, just they got no money. Some weapons now. They got yeah. the Jets got weapons. That was the knock on them because they got so many weapons. They were a the quarterback, quarterback away. And then they found a the quarterback in white, and he gets his ribs broken like five times. Like mm. you know, and he couldn't stay healthy. So I will, and I will, and I, and you, you both said this made a very interesting point, and I think this is what ended up separating Mahomes now from everybody else is that second Super right. Bowl ring. Mahomes, there's a lot of guys who win one, a lot of great players who win one. But when you win two, it puts you in another stratosphere. And, and but that's... then he, the way he won it too, right? He won it on a supposedly rebuilding year, yeah, right? right? Get rid of the number one receiver possibly in the NFL, right? Get rid of him, kind of trying to figure it out early. But then down the stretch, there was no question that he's the best player in the NFL. He no question hurt. about it whatsoever. And then they basically beat the brakes off a of Philadelphia Eagle team that was dominant versus every single team that they played. That had a lot to do with Mahomes, and it had a lot to do with Andy Reid. Yeah. yeah. And with that combination, yeah. and that's why I feel so optimistic about the Giants because when it comes down to it, every single winning team, when you're talking about franchise, uh, excuse me, hmm. dynasty-type teams, quarterback, and coach. quarterback head coach, yeah. And yes, you got to have a strong defense. Yes, you sure. got to have a running game. That's football. Mm-hmm. But championship football, defense, running back, yeah. head coach, quarterback has yeah. to be there to yeah. build a dynasty over years. That's what the Chiefs have. And I feel like the Giants are working on that right now. Yep. Got a long way to go. Got a long way to go. But the measuring stick is not further than 90 miles down the road in the Philadelphia Eagles. 100%. Giants. The Giants have a look. They have a long road in front of them. They have a lot of ground to make up. I'm really happy. I think we're all pretty, really happy where the Giants are, especially after yesterday with that franchise tag going to Saquon and the best player. We feel like on the Giants, securing a franchise quarterback and then opening up space to secure other guys and possibly bringing in a number one receiver, a middle linebacker, another safety, another corner, mm-hmm. an offensive lineman that's proven himself, and then doing very well in the draft. And I think we're all pretty optimistic that Joe Shane knows what the hell he's doing. Knows what he's doing. 100%. I feel 
for the first time in two GMs, I feel like we have the right guy. <laughs> no, nothing personal, Mr. Gettleman or Mr. Reese, but I think we know what we're doing right now. So, yeah, man, guys, thank you very much. This has been a fun big blue report. Good to have, good to have the fan back right now on the uh, on on the air doing this again. We we will definitely be back soon. Keep breaking down the Giants offseason, keeping an eye on everything what's going on. Free agency starts next week, boys. So next week's that's that's where it's going to get fun. Uh, for by the way, Ryan, you can never say that you're you're not smart because I, I, you know, what we're talking about here because I can't call you the professor if you say that. Um, so well, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. I'm fair a enough. fucking genius. Then there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. For Jonathan Casillas, the two-time Super Bowl champion and defensive captain of the New York Giants, and of course the professor, Big Daddy D, Ryan Darlington over there. I'm Randy Zellier from Back Sports Page. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time talking free agency here on the Big Blue Report featuring Jonathan Casillas.